0: Can Dallas Cowboys quarterback Dak Prescott finally get this team over the hump? All that and more in this episode of the Locked On Cowboys Podcast. You are Locked On Cowboys, your daily Dallas Cowboys podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On. Locked On. Locked On Cowboys. Locked On Cowboys. Welcome back to the Lockdown Cowboys podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This episode is brought to you by Price Picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to PricePix.com slash NFL and use promo code Lockdown NFL for a first deposit match Up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosher. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosher. Joining me today, as always, is Landon McCool. You can follow him on Twitter at McCoolBCB. Starting today, we're going to be doing some exit interviews. We're going to go position by position, uh, answering some of the biggest questions about each position uh, as we go into the offseason. And up first is quarterback... (laughs) Uh, Which is always the hot button one uh, here. Started with the easiest one first, apparently, but not so much. Before we get into what's going to happen with Dak and all that kind of stuff, I want to talk about how he performed on the field in twenty twenty three. Do you think this was the best version of Dak that we've seen yet? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think that at
1: certain points, you know, especially you know in the regular season during the middle of the regular season, you know, in some of the games we saw near the end. Was some of the best Dak we've seen, right? Some of the most, you know, kind of vintage moments where it just felt like he was at the height of his skills, right? Like he understood, he had complete command of the offense, and uh, had had all the answers. We talked about it a lot. It just he felt like he was a guy that was running an offense in which he knew the solution, right, and that he knew where he needed to go. Um, I, I think if you look in comparison to what was happening specifically in like Philadelphia, right? Like Jalen hurts to me, looked like a quarterback with ability, but he didn't have command necessarily of what was happening in the offense. And that that's, you know, when you saw uh, things get tight, uh, he struggled, you know? And I think that that's something where Dak, especially in the regular season uh, had answers, even when things got tight or when there was pressure around him, uh, he knew where to go with the football most of the time. And, And I think, the especially once the cowboys decided to, decided to kind of start feeding CD Lamb specifically more uh and the changes that they kind of made in the offense after the bye i think that is you know probably the best version of dak it, it, that stretch right is probably the best sure. version of dak we've seen so far
0: yeah i mean they had was it, the number one scoring offense i believe at the end of the year and they didn't really have a running game i mean it, tony yeah. pollard played all 17 games but especially early in the season it was not an official rushing attack at all in some of the best deck that we've seen, whether it was in 2016, 2018, or in 2021, it's when they could run the ball really well and throw the ball. This just, it wasn't the case for most of this season. And yet the offense still put up a bunch of points. Um, they had a lot of injuries on the offensive line, which we are used to the Cowboys having injuries on the offensive line, especially at left tackle. But this was, the most banged up that Zach Martin's ever been, right? He's he missed multiple games. Terrence Steele did play all seventeen games, but he was clearly worse. Than he, yeah, yeah, absolutely, clearly worse than he was uh, last season. And he, again, it didn't really matter. They had a rookie tight end, a second year tight end, and Jake Ferguson. And they, he still put up really good numbers. Again, I I know everybody's talking, you know, want to talk about the playoffs, but in terms of the regular season, the big sample size of seventeen games, I did. I, I thought this was Dak's best year. Yeah,
1: and, and you know, look, there's the old saying: you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater, and, and like we got to talk about the baby. You know, like there's a reason that we are frustrated. There is a reason that we are upset with the way things ended. And that's because of how good things were during the regular season. Um, And I think that we need to identify that, right? Like that's part of the issue. I think we as fans have kind of being objective and trying to solve some of the stuff, right. Is that you get so emotional about the last thing that happened that you overreact and think and forget about all the positive things that did happen in the regular season. And I think that, you know, what we saw from Dak when things were good was, about as good as you could ask for, you know? And I I think the question moving forward is, how do we get that regular season version of this Dak Prescott and this offense into the postseason? And I think that's now the goal, right? Now that we've decided that we're kind of reloading this team, this is the group that we're coming back in, it's how do we kind of transcribe the success that we've had during the regular season uh, into the postseason? This isn't a a case of, whether Dak Prescott is a good enough quarterback to do what he needs to do like we've seen him do it it's just about doing it at the appropriate time you know and and in conjunction with the rest of the team in the playoffs when things obviously get a lot
0: tighter here's my next question for you about Dak I, yeah this is not a team success question but Dak no. specifically is is this the ceiling for Dak do you think he can still get better as a quarterback because my fear is that He's already lost a lot of athleticism, but he's been able mm-hmm. to make up for it because of his accuracy mm-hmm. in timing in the offense. Mm-hmm. Can we expect him to improve anymore? Or is this kind of what he is now?
1: I think that this is the part that's hard, right? Like, is that to me, the step that he needs to take now, like it's about what's between his ears, you know, like I, I just like, for me, like, I think his ability uh, and his ability to kind of continue to play and operate in the way it, that he's been playing, like, especially this last season, I think he could probably do that for another two years. Two years well, he, year.
0: he's 30 right now. He turns 31 in July. Mm-hmm. I really feel like well, his age, 31, 32, and probably age 33 season, like, the difference in athleticism and arm strength isn't going to really be, it's going to be very, very, very small. But I think you're right. It's it's between the ears. It's the confidence. It's seeing the, the defense clear. That's well, probably how he gets how he improves. Look, I mean, as much as you know, we could talk about it, like we should
1: definitely talk about this in in the second segment, you know, because I do think that 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 you know, as much as we we are at times alternating DAC defenders and then DAC, you know, uh, you know, bluntly honest about DAC, right? Um, I I think that as much as we continue to talk about how there, Dak has the ability, he can do all this and he's done all this, even without a lot of help at times, we also have to identify the fact that there is something that is going on with Dak in these playoff games, you know? And, and I think that that's something that's, we can't just look away from. And it's something that unfortunately we're not going to know if we ever made any progress on until you get into the playoffs. So uh, but I do think that's a big part of
0: this conversation about whether Dak can get over the hump or not. I do want to mention that we have seen several quarterbacks, like statistically, have their best seasons at like age 33, 34. I think Tony Romo in 2014, I believe he was 34, and that was his best year because by that time, he had just seen everything there is to see on the you – know, uh, yeah. against every defense he knew the offense so well so i i don't want to make it seem like no we, there's no chance that Dak could ever get better from what we are right now i just think it's i wouldn't be surprised if it kind of plateaus a little bit and there's you know peaks and valleys a little bit over the next couple of years but listen the nfl honors are tonight like would it surprise you at all if dak finishes as like the number two candidate in the mvp race like if he peters out at that it's okay that's that's not a bad spot to be in just to be clear well, I, I, to me, it, I think ultimately what we
1: need to see from Dak is not that he needs to get higher peaks; it's that we need to raise the floor on the moments when things go bad. Like, and so to me, that's like I don't need to see Dak get better. I need to see Dak get more consistent. That's what I need to see, and 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 that's the better that we need to see yes. moving forward. Is he's he's reached the the heights that you need to reach to win the Super Bowl. You just need to be more consistent to win the Super Bowl. That's what we need to see, Dak from, to see from Dak next season.
0: All right, Lana, this is going to be probably the hardest question I've ever asked you on the podcast. Can Dak Prescott get the Dallas Cowboys over the hump? We will discuss that next. This episode is brought to you by Nissan. Are you the kind of driver that likes to push things a little further? Have you ever wondered what adventure could be around the next corner Our friends at Nissan have a lineup of SUVs with the capabilities to take your adventure to the next level. That includes the 2024 Nissan Rogue. It is perfect for city drives and great escapes. Class-exclusive Google built-in is your always-updating assistant to call on for almost anything. Gone are the days of connecting your phone. Google Assistant, Google Maps, and Google Play Store are built right into the 12.3-inch HD touchscreen system. The 2024 Rogue is the perfect mid-size crossover for your next next adventure. I have one, absolutely love it. Go also check out the 2024 Nissan Armada. It's some change that you expect from a full-size SUV. Picture a rugged 4x4 four four that you can sit up to eight people in in first-class luxury and style. Tow bigger and explore further in the 2024 Armada. Take the Nissan Rogue, the Nissan Pathfinder, or the Nissan Armada and go find your next big adventure. Shop NissanUSA.com. Welcome back to the On Cowboys podcast. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. And now you can find it on Amazon Fire TV. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Find the Locked On Sports Today channel now on Amazon Fire TV. All right, Landon, let's, uh, let's discuss Dak in his future. Do you believe that he can take the Dallas Cowboys over the hump to an NFC Championship game to the Super Bowl and eventually win one?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I do think that they can, uh, and I think that that can. I, look, I mean, I'm 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 an old head at this point, so I definitely remember Steve Young and 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 remember the whole situation that he dealt with with being the best quarterback in football for multiple years, living in the shadow of Joe Montana playing in San Francisco, and never having get gotten over the hump, right? Never being able to kind of find a way to either beat those Dallas teams or uh, to, to beat Green Bay and then kind of get into the Super Bowl and win it. And then, until he did, you know, until he until he did start winning and and, and started turning it around. So uh, do I think it's it's, you know, a possible uh, outcome with this quarterback? Absolutely. I mean, that you know, look, there's like we said, we've seen this situation, um, you know, Play out a couple different times in, in 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 the past with other quarterbacks, and then with Dak, you know, we've seen him play well enough to win these kind of games, to to, to get in there and 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 to to beat these teams. It's it's just there's something there's some kind of mental block, or you know, look, we're gonna let's unpack this a little bit, all right? Because you and I have talked around this subject matter for a lot, but like I I think like let's actually get into it. There's something about Dak playing in these big games where I think it was a friend of yours or someone that was ready to you that referred to him as he gets sweaty or sweaty he, gets, Dak. Yeah. he gets sweaty Dak. And I, I I think there is very much something to it. I think in each of these games, and I've just, I pulled up all these, these uh, playoff losses, right? And do you want to know what the common theme is? for all of them, Marcus. It's the
0: slow starts on offense, right?
1: Exactly. You, you, you look you, you go back to these games, right? And it's punt, interception, punt, interception. That's the first game for that was the uh uh the first few drives for the, the Cowboys Packers game that just happened, mm-hmm. right? And then you've got uh against the 49ers punt interception. Uh against the uh uh the 49ers the other time it was punt
0: punt you know it, and and it's just like you go through these games. Well, even the Buccaneers of- game last year that they yeah. won, they That's went right. punt, punt without a first down on the first two drives of the game. Luckily, the defense held until the offense could kind of get out of their slump, but it was the same thing. It was like, I think they, it was like their eighth play before they got more than three yeah. yards on a play. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's, it's, and again, I even, we've
1: blocked it out because we won the game, but I know that I wasn't the only person who was at the beginning of that Buccaneers going, here we go again like like scared that this was happening again it didn't turn out that way but like that doesn't that doesn't you know make any of us feel any better about the fact that Dak Prescott clearly and we can't ignore this or pretend like it's not happening because the stats the tape all of it backs this up there's no argument to this Dak struggles early in these playoff games and there are times when the Cowboys are able to recover because their defense plays well enough or their offense suddenly explodes in the second half in a way that can make up for it. But there are times that they can't. And and ultimately, the margins of victory in the NFL are too small for this. The margins of victory in the in the playoff, despite what some of the blowoff, blowout playoff games this year tell you. The margins of victory is to, are too tight to try to get away with that. And 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 frankly, if anything, it showed you that when you do that, in uh, this year you get blown out of the water by the seventh seed at home, right? So, I this is all a long way of saying like it's hard because Dak is is MVP caliber. Dak is like you said, he's going to be you know a potential guy walking the stage tonight in the NFL Honors Awards, but. But this is something that's very real. This is something that is happening with Dak Prescott at the most important games of his career that has to stop. And I don't know, there's no like uh, uh, indicator or, or, you know, kind of tea leave reading for us at any point during the season to know whether he's ever gotten over that hump until we get back into the playoffs again. We take those first few snaps and see how things go.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things there. I, you could just tell, and I remember I was sitting with my brother watching the the playoff game this year. It just felt like Dak's mind was moving faster than his body, and you could see it like in his reads, like he was going through his reads so quickly and not letting the plays develop. Right? right, and the offense just felt rushed. Everything That's about right. it felt rushed. Uh, and again, you mentioned some of the, the the rough starts early in the games. Go back to his first playoff start; they were down twenty-one to three against Green Bay at home in 2016. I think early on in Dak's career, I think he did a better job in some of these big games because he would run more and he would get hit a little bit. And that would kind of like get him into the game and slow him down a little bit. But as he's gotten older, he's actually run the ball less. And I think it just, he gets very amped up for these games. Mm -hmm. And I, Which I understand, like I want my quarterback to be excited to play in these big games. But what you really want, Landon, is the guy that just feels so calm and cool, like his heartbeat never gets over sixty beats a minute, right? And that's the that's what like Joe Burrow has. It's what Patrick Mahomes has, and actually, I think it's what Josh Allen lacks a little bit. I think Josh Allen is a little bit on that deck spectrum where he gets so fired up for these big games that he gets they just get off to a rough start. I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. Maybe it's more of Mike McCarthy trying to have a better opening game script to try to get the offense going. Maybe it's a better rushing attack where you can lean on your rushing attack early in games to kind of get the juices flowing before you start to really have to lean on deck. I don't know, but it's certainly a problem. And it's been, there's been too many games in the playoffs and in the regular season against good opponents, especially on the road where we've seen this.
1: Yeah. And that's the other thing you mentioned is it's not even just the playoffs, right? It's, we've seen it. We've seen this kind of thing happen. I think, I think, you know, the San Francisco game is in some ways the the irregular season, San Francisco game, some of these games where we get in, it's the same sort of issue where Dak is too hype, you know, and and it's like, he's firing the ball, you know, hot over people's heads. He's overthrowing it. His feet aren't in, in, in uh, sync with his, with his hips and his arms. Um, you know, I, I, it's, it's a tough subject to, to talk about yeah. as a Cowboys fan, but I mean, we can't just sit there and pretend like it's not happening. Like it's, it, it say, very
0: clearly is like, I think Tony had some of these same issues, especially maybe. early on in his career. And maybe, maybe the thing is, is as you start to play more games and you start to play more playoff games, you just, you get used to it a little bit and maybe some of that wears off, but Maybe it doesn't. Maybe the more that it happens, the more it gets into your head, and you're not able to shake that. I don't know. I, don't I, know. I think you know
1: what what we've seen before in the past is more like quarterbacks who weren't ready for the moment, or quarterbacks who were scared, you know, or or just didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, and that's, that's not we'll, him. He's not scared. That's not what we're seeing. Yeah, yeah, we're seeing Dak is like too excited. He's too hyped for it. Yes, he's he's, he's too ready to take on the challenge. And he's not. And what we need is more you know, Joe Montana, Joe cool, you know, like calm, right. Yeah, exactly. Understanding what's going on. So uh, I think maybe that's where the issue is. The question is, how does Dak solve that? I think that's, you know, that's a, that's a Dak journey at this point.
0: But I also, I just want to be clear. I I agree with you. I also don't think it's only a Dak thing. I think the coaching staff and the rest of the roster can help out in these areas because we've seen plenty of other quarterbacks struggle early in playoff games but their team or the coaching staff puts them in position to kind of rebound. That didn't happen against the Packers. It seemed like once things sort of went wrong after you were down 7 nothing and punted on the the first drive, things started to snowball in the Cowboys. You can't let that kind of stuff happen. We've seen the 49ers this year. They were down was it 24 to was it 24 to 7 at halftime yeah. against yeah. the Lions, found a way to come back. I think the Cowboys, as a team and as a franchise and as an organization, need to find a way to be a little bit more resilient in in some of those moments rather than just saying, ah, shucks, here we go again.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think at a certain point it becomes a psychology problem for the whole team, right? Absolutely. Because they've experienced this over and over again, and there is a, a tendency to fall into the here we
0: go again situation. Yep. Uh, all right, later. Let's talk about twenty twenty four and beyond. Is it Dak Prescott or develop? We will discuss that next. Did you know that even if you have a four hundred one k for retirement, you can still have an IRA? Robinhood has the only IRA that gives you a three percent boost on every dollar that you contribute when you subscribe to Robinhood Gold. But get this, now through April 30th, Robinhood is even boosting every single dollar you transfer in from other retirement accounts with a 3% match. That's right, no cap on the 3% match. Robinhood Gold gets you the most for your retirement thanks to their IRA with a 3% match. This offer is good through April 30th. Get started at Robinhood.com boost. Subscription fees apply, and now for some legal info. Welcome back to the On Cowboys podcast. We are doing our exit interview, starting with the quarterback position. Landon, going into 2024, is it Dak Prescott or bust? Or do you think it's time to maybe consider developing somebody else at this position?
1: Well, I, I think they need to do a, a split, right? I mean, I, I do think that one of the problems this team has had in the past is uh, you know, kind of being held hostage in the negotiation because they don't have a long-term quarterback plan. The long-term quarterback plan is Dak Prescott. Um, I do think that having, you know, uh, 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 a kind of quarterback in house that the Cowboys feel like they can develop a little bit uh, in Trey Lance is, is someone that I don't know that it actually gives you leverage on Dak, but there's a psychological element that at least, you know, Hey, we've got a guy that if we had to move on from Dak Prescott, you know, we could throw out there and see how he does. And, you know, then if that doesn't work out, you you end up going into the draft and try a full restart, right? It's going to be interesting to see exactly how this plays out, right? Because they, the Cowboys have, you know, some choices here. They can try to extend Dak Prescott and continue this uh, uh, down the road, which, you know, honestly, I, I'm... <laughs> I'm, I'm like 50, 50 on at this point. I definitely want Dak Prescott as my quarterback next year, but Mm -hmm. you know, depending on what, if this happens again next year, like at at what point do we start moving on from this experiment? Right. And, and so um, I think for, for next year, obviously Dak is your quarterback. There's no question about that. What's going to be interesting to see is how they handle his contract situation. Right. Obviously he's, Uh, he's owed a ton of money this year, I think somewhere in the number of $60 million, if I'm not mistaken. I think there are some roster mechanisms they can do to reduce that number a lot, even without having to extend him if they wanted. But ultimately, they're going to be on the hook for a ton of money and dead money coming up in the next year or two if they wanted to move on from Dak Prescott, which, you know, that's the price of doing business with this situation. If the Cowboys sign another long term uh, deal with Dak, they need to do it with the understanding that, you know, it's you've now suddenly kind of extended this window a little bit. And you're going to have to kind of come up with a uh, a new window uh, But by the end of that Dak Prescott contract because you, you got other guys on expiring contracts by that point. It's going to be interesting to see what the Cowboys do here. They really are at an inflection point. Mm-hmm. If if the Cowboys really wanted to ever be serious about trying to um, do something different, like truly kind of start and do something different, not even just this year, but in twenty twenty five, they kind of have to start leading, <laughs> like laying the groundwork now in a lot of ways. And I think it kind of starts in some ways with Dak's contract and the negotiation. So. Uh, as far as my personal preference, I, you know, I'm definitely all on board for Dak 2024. If this happens again in 2024, I mean, you know, the problem is, is the ink will already be dry at that point. Either, the, either the Cowboys will have signed the, the contract with Dak extending him, or they won't have, and the, the ch- likelihood of them being able to extend him after that is almost nothing.
0: One of the things that I'm going to be really interested in seeing is do they consider bringing in a different quarterback to develop? Because we mentioned Trey Lance and his development. I mean, we just haven't seen a lot of Trey Lance in the NFL or in college. And by the way, he's on the final year of his rookie deal, and we have no idea. We we, we literally have never seen him take a snap with a Cowboy jersey on, right? So could – by all accounts, this is a really good quarterback draft that I'm not advocating for the Cowboys to draft one in rounds two or three, but we could easily see six quarterbacks off the board in the top 40 picks. And then you have your kind of pick of the litter in rounds three, four, and five with somebody like Spencer Rattler, who has like, I don't know, 1200 more passing attempts in college than what Trey Lance has in the NFL and college combined. Would that be somebody that the Cowboys would be interested in throwing a dart at and being like, okay, we're re, not resetting the quarterback window a little bit, but we're grabbing a, a somebody else that's young that we can develop that has several cheap years you know, on his deal in case we do have to move on from Dak. It gives us just something else. Or do they believe that Trey Lance is that guy that they want to develop and they're willing to maybe try to give him a contract extension this year? I, I'm just going to be curious to see what they do there.
1: Yeah, I, I think ultimately it comes down to – who who is who's who is the uh, uh, benefactor? Who's the the person who's who's like shepherding Trey Lance into Dallas? Like, is this a Will McClay move or is this a Mike McCarthy move? Right? Because if this is a Will McClay, a Jerry move, Jones move. Jerry Jones well, was yeah. very adamant about going out to get Trey Lance right. last year. I guess is it a front office move or is it coaching? Is the way yes, to put it because yes. if this is a coaching move, then he his value and his worth may be going out the door when Mike McCarthy goes out the door. Correct. If that ever happens, Correct. right? If he's not, then I would imagine it would make sense to me that they would sign him to a, a small extension. I can't imagine it's going to be for very much money. Um, and 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 yeah, right. And then uh, and and then you use that as your kind of quarterback of the future. I I just have a hard time. To me, again, like trying to draft someone like Spencer Rattler, like in the middle rounds, like that just seems like a a, a misalignment with your team building timeline again. And, right? Unless they're so out on
0: Trey Lance, like they have just no interest yeah. in signing him to a deal. Which I just, I, I just don't, I doubt that that's the case, right? Like, cause they said,
1: I feel like they haven't seen enough to be completely out on him yet or completely in. I just feel like they've all, the dot, like they've already paid for Trey Lance in the sense that they've, they've traded to go get him this year's draft pick,
0: right? This year's fourth round pick for him.
1: So, so I think that I I imagine that they'll they'll sign him to a short extension. Um, But again, that is all going to be tied to what they're doing with Dak and what their plan is with Dak. Right? So uh, I would imagine though, that either way they likely will give Trey Lance a little bit of an extension. um, If only for the idea that even if he doesn't help them at all in these negotiations, you would, I think, at the very least, you're going to see more of Trey Lance this year. Definitely in training camp. Definitely in the oh preseason my gosh, yeah. games. Yeah, maybe even in the regular season at some point. And if you can, if you can get Trey Lance to a point where uh he's your backup quarterback, then obviously you can save money on Cooper, and then on top of that, have somebody that you are truly developing as a potential to take over the mantle. Maybe not the quarterback of the future necessarily, but you know, the year or two after you move on from Dak, if you ever move on from Dak is you need a, a, a quarterback and you may not necessarily have the draft ready to go with the a, 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 a variety of quarterbacks you want. So Trey Lance could be that bridge guy, you know, while you're trying to wait on your specific targeted quarterback. Um, and and maybe you hit on something, maybe he wins a couple of games and mm-hmm. you, you, you see that you've got something because that's the thing that's interesting about tree Lance is that he does have kind of immense upside there. So he could be a bridge quarterback that has the upside to potentially develop into a guy that could be your full-time quarterback.
0: NFL free agency is just over a month away. We're going to have a lot of quarterback questions from the Cowboys going into the offseason. I imagine we'll get some news one way or the, or another on deck within the next three or four weeks, because we kind of have to right, for the yeah. Cowboys to operate this off season, They've sure. got to either sign Dak to a contract, trade him, or if they just keep him at his current salary, you're not doing anything, basically, because all of your money is tied up in the Dak. Uh, it's going to be a busy, busy offseason for the Cowboys. That is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making On Cowboys your first listen every single day. Go check out the channel on YouTube. We are free and available on all platforms. Uh, go download the podcast as well. Follow Landon on Twitter at McCoolBCB. I'm at Marcus underscore Mosher, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.